0: Welcome to the Business Bitches podcast. My name is Roos Brekelmans and I'm doing research into intersexual competition between women in the workplace. In this very first edition of the Business Bitches podcast, we will be talking to Christen, who currently works in IT and also has experiences working within politics. Enjoy the very first podcast and do not hesitate to reach out if you're interested in sharing your own opinion and thoughts on this topic. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, welcome, Kristen, and welcome to uh, the very first Business Bitches podcast. So you have a very uh, exciting uh, honor. So, um, yeah, please tell us, who are you?
1: Who am I? Well, well... It's really a privilege to be the first one. I have to admit, uh, this is really exciting, um, and I love the name. Uh, I was telling my friends I was going to be on a podcast. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a that's that's really a name that kind of suits me as well because <laughs> I have been called that before." Um, so yeah, that's uh, uh, really excited. Uh, my name's Kristen, and I'm 32 years old now. Um, I now live in Utrecht, but I come from a very small village up uh, up the north of the Netherlands, a pretty, a pretty rural community. Um, what I do now is I work in IT, um, and I dabble a little bit in politics still. And um, I am trying to finish my master's degree in urban management. I'm also very much involved in... Um, in local politics here in Utrecht. Um, I am now a member of the board of student and starter which basically translates to student and starters uh, which is um, a local party that basically represents young people in Utrecht which we have a whole load of. Utrecht is the youngest city in the Netherlands.
0: Great cool uh, cool that you're active in so many uh, so many different areas and um well, I guess my uh, my initial uh, biggest question uh, is, of course, uh, how did you end up uh, in this podcast? What was it that uh, triggered uh, the topic for you?
1: Well, I think it was the name. Firstly, I, I spotted it on LinkedIn and I was like, yeah. And um, I have quite the career background as well. I've worked in, in loads of different environments and, and the topic of like intersexual Competition in, in the workplace really, really resonated with me because I've, I've seen it from so many uh, uh, point of views and, and, and so many layers within a society in the work field that um, that I, I really yeah do have an opinion about that, to be honest. So, yeah, it, it kind of spoke to me and I was like,
0: yeah. Well, great. Well, of course, we will be listening to your uh, point of view uh, uh, in a more elaborate way. Um, but uh, something that you immediately mentioned was, uh, well, so I've been called that. I've been called uh, a bitch. Um, I'm interested in some anecdotes uh, about that.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, a couple could come to mind. Um, I think the first, first time really was when I, um, I was in a leadership position within IT, a very young team. And um, while the word "bitch" has not been exactly spoken, there there were issues with the way um, uh, I presented myself as as a team lead, um, and I also it was also a learning experience because um, um, I'm very dedicated to the work I do, and I expected the same level of dedication from my teammates, which uh, I was. 23, 22, I think, um, which which kind of clashed, um, and I pointed out that uh, well, I was really unhappy with one of my teammates not putting in the work um, that he promised to do because it was the end of the day, and then uh, he just went home. Uh, so I I called him up at home. I was like, well, it's not finished. It's like, yeah, well, I'm home now, so I can't do anything about it. Well, and he was very offended that. I pointed him, uh, at, at the missing work after hours. So yeah, that, that, uh, the, the word bitch was implied uh, for, uh, uh, mentioning that. And the boss had to, inter- my boss had to intervene. Uh, there was, there were talks, um, and yeah, well, um, yeah, I had to adjust my level of expectations basically. So that, uh, that was the first time.
0: And uh, because now you mentioned, um, uh, I think you mentioned a, a male colleague uh, in this uh, anecdote, um, because, of course, the, uh, the idea of the uh, business pitches is also about uh, how especially women uh, do that to each other, amongst each other. Um, do you have any uh, any experiences or opinions or insights on uh, on that angle?
1: Yes, well, I've I've also also worked in in fashion and retail, and that is of course a very uh, female-dominated uh, industry, and I worked in an all-female team, um, and the insight there is really that um, without putting too much on emotion, there is um, there the competition was way harder than I've ever experienced in actually in male dominated environments, or it was harder or more um, more hidden. It was a little bit, you know, underneath the current, uh, which for me, because I came from, uh, I come from a rural community. I, you know, I was a, very much a tomboy. I've always had male friends. So getting into fashion and seeing all the things that go on beneath the surface for me was was quite um, uh, quite the learning experience, uh, and I had to adjust pretty quickly because um, my bluntness was mistaken for bitchiness. But it was uh, more the lack of not being uh, uh, being aware of all the things that that uh, were uh, not said. So that I think that was more of the more. Um, that was one of the first female-dominated environments I was in, and that was for me also a very much a learning experience.
0: And uh, because you say it was like some kind of undercurrent, so it was something that wasn't said. So then, how did you how did you pick up on the fact that there was something there?
1: Um, well, basically, um, I had to gain my my colleagues' trust first. Um, before And then when there's trust, you know, you get, um, I was kind of t- take, t- taken by the hand and, and like, yeah. well, do you realize that this and this is going on with her and she wants her job and um, the way you act is kind of felt like a threat because you don't seem to care that much. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was way more um, trust based. Uh, environment
0: so there was also quite um, I don't know if like gossip is really the right word but there was a lot of uh, talk about how people were behaving in the workplace going on
1: yeah yeah I don't I don't like that the word gossip as well because it's a bit demeaning but I think um, there was more need of to um reflect on on the positions we, we have towards each other and that's also reflecting on other people's behavior because gossiping kind of implies that you want to put people down but it was just needs a lot of reflection on where you are within an organization and um, I think there's a lot of po- I've learned a lot through these conversations um also in other teams of work for example in politics that was a very much a mixed field of course and Um, I remember that with my female colleagues, it was a little bit more easier to have a nice open conversation about, you know, where are we at? How is, and kind of like explaining each other's behavior or behavior you see. So it can be a very beneficial thing, especially when you're young and and very much blue towards uh, uh, workplace shenanigans.
0: What do you think about this uh, perception of women working amongst women or women being bitchy to other women? Where that comes from, or if it even makes any sense at all to you?
1: Yeah, well, I <laughs> I had to prepare a little for this uh, for this talk, of course, and I, I was looking into it. And um, what I noticed in in the literature and the academics what's the center point in um, an intersexual competition is, is the whole jealousy factor, which, which is being referenced a lot. And, and I was thinking about that and maybe it's a little bit of a semantics thing, but I don't think it's um, I would not like to call it jealousy. I'd I'd rather refer it to as envy because Mm -hmm. um, jealousy implies that it's your own fault. Jealousy is a is a negative emotion you feel. It's a symptom of underlying things, uh, your own insecurities or past experiences or or something like that. Um, and envy, envy implies that there is uh, scarcity. So there's um, uh, there's a sense of scarcity. There's only so little of something to uh, to get. So if somebody has it, you're envious because then there's nothing left for you. Um, And and that implies that the cause of the envy lies outside of yourself. Um, And I think we really need to ask a question um, that who is responsible for that sense of scarcity uh, when when we're looking at at things to be envious about in the workplace?
0: Um, yeah. and do do you do you actually think uh, that is true because I uh, uh, I agree with you completely that this uh, uh, that this viewpoint of envy absolutely exists uh, either uh, consciously or subconsciously uh, amongst women because they uh, feel like if there's already uh, another female boss or uh, another woman in that team then that spot of the woman is somehow taken Um do you yeah. think yeah that that that's correct? Do you think that that kind of um, mental uh, mental opinion that women have that that's correct? That if there is that one woman, why shouldn't there be another woman, for example, or why shouldn't the entire team be made out of women?
1: Yeah, I, I um, in a sense, yes, I I, I must say that. That I've never identified much with being a woman, <laughs> and that sounds like really a big thing. But I've never, uh, um, I've never put my abilities um, and my uh, my shortcomings towards my gender, because um, who who does well? Who who does that? You know, because you're a complex human being, and the, and your gender is gender is just a part of that. But um, I think it also depends it really depends on. I think it's a. It's something you're taught. It's not something you feel. I think it's it's um, very much subconsciously I- implied if with from from a young age up that that there's that there's woman jobs and there's men jobs and there's um, it, it, yeah it really goes to your past experience. If if I look at at my Uh, career up until now um, I've always worked with young people and I worked in hospitality of course it's a very young team so um, there is very little conscious view of seniority or people who are in control of the opportunities you can get Um, no it's it's basically we're all at the same starting point and off we go with our ambitions uh, and a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, and after that, I worked in young tech startups, and that you know that was the same thing. And I think my generation and everything below it is way more consciously about differences between the sexes and either acknowledging them and, and actively uh, uh, working on their own stereotypes. So I think that's that's a generational thing, but that's about to the side. Uh, but the moment I came into like established companies as a consultant, um, and there was a very clearly defined um, hierarchy, then all of a sudden there's, there's these implications of scarcity pop up and going like, well, you know, like, um, so yeah, the, and, and, um, regarding to like envy that there's um it it can also be a good thing because if it's if it's benign if it's if it's uh, a positive kind of envy it creates ambition and i see that with my generation and uh, when you look at like the academic performances of women they're far exceeding uh, men so that that, um, it's also created a, a force of good but if you're i think if you're in a a situation where where it's very hierarchical, and there um, there is an advantage in the the hierarchy to keep to create some scarcity towards female positions within the company. That that becomes if, and if you work there, uh, if it either uh, it doesn't matter if it's you know very very obvious or if it's very subconsciously, it does become a part of you. Um, and that, that, that's something I've really noticed.
0: But I'm also, uh, uh, I would like to, uh, to discuss some, uh, some silly dilemmas with you. Um, if you could choose between uh, either working only with uh, one of the two options for the rest of your life. So you have to choose either working with just men or either working with just women for the rest of your life. Which one would you choose and why?
1: Um, I think I would definitely go for a male-dominated environment, uh, and I think that's it's it's just because it's a big part of my nurture. It's the thing I I feel most comfortable with. I'm not saying I would be the most happy with it. I would oh, I would probably be at some point start bashing in heads. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but. Um, The, the, the one big advantage of, of male dominated environments for me is that uh, behavior is much more predictable. And I don't know why, but it's what men do. And they keep, they keep that up. They, 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 um, I've seen male environments when, when there's a more emotional male within it, that they all kind of like uh, assimilate to the same kind of like standard of of behavior Uh, there's a lot of assimilation um, which makes it easy to work with basically that's that's what i would choose Um, but i think my emotional health would prosper better in a in a female dominated environment Um, but there's a there's a choice so there's the choice
0: It's really interesting to see all the stuff uh, happening around uh, Sigrid Kaag in the last couple of months, the kind of comments uh, she got. And I had actual heated discussions with people about this because then I'm in the camp like, well, I think this is unfair because if she would have been a man, we would have been having different chats. We wouldn't have been talking about her dress because who talks about the price of uh, Mark Rutte's suit? Nobody But it was probably just as expensive as the dress that everyone was having an opinion about. I don't know if you were referring to the dress, but that's one of the anecdotes that came up with me.
1: Yeah, and the whole the whole sneaker thing, and and yeah, um, but but even like I noticed that's not it's it's it was getting way more subtle than that as well. It's like well, you know, like she's she's too tough and she's too elitist. I was like, well, yeah, well. You know the the guy from uh, said yeah Wopko Hukstra is bloody elitist. You know he, he was uh, um, anyway. But um, um, they 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 um, frame her personality in her accomplishments, and then make judgment. And they don't do that with men. Mm-hmm um so she you know like she she reached a very high level she worked for united nations she must be a bitch or she must be very elitist uh and those kind of like weird connections uh are not made about men so um and i think women are are really responsible for doing that as well it's the kind of thing we do um and yeah that could be pretty toxic i think
0: well i Uh, think that's exactly that kind of envy i think in a way that you mentioned uh
1: um yeah she got it so now i can't be day 60 front woman anymore because she did it
0: yeah and and she (laughs) kind of confronts us with all of the things that we could have done um that we didn't do because we didn't allow ourselves to do that because we had this internalized uh image of what a woman can or cannot do, and maybe I have um, chosen. Maybe I didn't really choose it. Maybe I had this thing in my mind that I had to have a family, and now I didn't really focus on my career. And damn it, look at this woman, and she did it. And instead of being really proud and happy for her, I'm feeling that regret. But all. Um, yeah, but that's. Yeah,
1: but that's that's the something you know. That's not real. That's not you, because. Most of us are pretty good in making decisions about we what we want to do. We feel we feel what we want to do when we go do it. But um, there's also expectations from society and those those make you anxious. But like, oh maybe yeah, the things you said, like, oh maybe I you know, I shouldn't have gone for kids, or maybe I shouldn't have gone for a more social study, I should have done accounting because whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, but those pressures are from the outside and it took me, I'm very happy I'm 32 now uh, because it takes forever to, to distinguish between societal expectations and what you really want. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's a struggle. And it's also family. Yeah. um, Going back to what you said, like all the expectations you feel when you, come into a workplace and, and, you know, like, should should I amplify my female aspects? Should I, you know, wear heels, makeup thing, laugh louder uh, at the higher pitched voice um, and all those things that are um, expected? Um, I- I've learned now that it's it's okay just to play with that and kind of use it to your own good
0: but I'm really interested if you have any, um, any uh, wise words or uh, an important one-liner that you enjoy using or, or a final thought that you want to share. Um, well,
1: I think the final thought that I want to share is, is if, if you're experiencing intersexual competition in your workplace, um, try try to have a look on on um, how the, how that's caused. Is it is it something you feel from deep down inside, or is it uh, some external factors? And um, my biggest tip is just please acknowledge the elephant in the room if you're with your female competitors in the workplace because. Uh, we all have our insecurities, and and reaching out and 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 taking the first step and acknowledging them that uh, their um, their skills or or the way they behave uh, behave or the way they conduct business impresses you and maybe a little bit makes you insecure is is such a long way to go and it I've noticed it so many times now just acknowledging it and trying to overcome it together is is the step forward.